at Pew Talk Podcast, we know that faith starts in the home. We also know that it can be difficult to take what we hear on Sunday and live it out in our homes the rest of the week. That's because information alone doesn't lead to growth and change. But information that's reflected on and put into practice is much more likely to lead to growth and change. Join us as we hear God's Word, reflect on it, and give practical starting points to help you live out your faith in your family and in your community. A delay. Delay woo. woo. <laughs> Felt like I, should, I almost quacked for a minute. Quack. 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 We were we were the, feeding the ducks. The music we were listening to earlier was feed the ducks. Yay! Hi everyone. Hi. Hi. We are live in my. I want to say my basement, but that's not true. <laughs> it's too sunny <laughs> for shed. a basement. We're in the shed. Get the shed. Yes. No so what's up, everyone? The sun is shining. The sun, the sun is shining is until what tomorrow? Do we yeah, have more it's rain? Shining now. Yeah, we will enjoy we'll God's sunshine today. But we'll take the rain for this hour. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm done with the rain. I know. <laughs> I know. Let let the planting get done, and then in June the rain can come back. Oh, is that how? <sighs> yeah, sure. Okay. Get get all the seeds in. All right. So that was good. Yep. See, okay. Good I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> good talk. <laughs> All right, yeah. so uh, Stacy, what's the stories with the shoes? Please show the world the shoes. You like my colorful shoes? So people who cannot yeah. see this because they're listening to this on the podcast, she has a pair of Skechers <laughs> shoes that are in the, I would the say, Skechers sneakers. Skechers sneakers. Here's the problem. They're not really rainbow. They're like tie-dye. like true. They're tie-dye, yeah. yeah. Purple, Purple, pink, pink orange, orange, yellow, yellow green. Yellow, blue. Yeah. You know, they were ones that I saw in the store, and I've seen them a couple times and passed them by. They thought, those are just too loud they're and colorful. S- you're screaming at me. Then finally I went, I like them i should just buy them and wear them are they comfy yeah i've had i had a plain pink pair like this for a couple years that needed to be replaced so it's probably i knew that i like them they don't have ties so i can slide my foot in just super helpful there's probably a whole podcast just about people's shoes and and what it says about them yes what do my shoes say about me Um, you're super fun (laughs) (laughs) yay yay Um, you definitely like to be noticed Uh, yeah uh (laughs) uh-huh loves the spotlight well i think that's why i didn't want them at first i'm like people, people are gonna will see my shoes me. and i don't like when people look at me well that's gonna be funny because we're gonna be talking about something that's gonna talk about that today hey uh casey what kind of shoes you wear um for what occasion no no right now <laughs> get your foot up these are these you are jeans very classic rip yonkers <laughs> based uh, yonkers is yeah. yonkers still open no Anywhere? i have no i bought these on their closing sale because ah. i was like how many years ago that's like four three or four years ago uh, you still wear shoes from four years ago yeah because they still work i destroy it's time everything for, it's time for me to replace my running shoes though so that what's that, your, how many what miles sh- do you have on your running shoes what, I five just, billion miles um uh, probably about four or five hundred hey hey hold on you forgot to That's carry weird. the one hold on a second. Oh, my bad hey so what is your preferred running sneaker so i go between two brands because they work well for me it's either brooks or asics is because of your mm-hmm. flat feet uh, it's because i pronate which means when i step pronate it, ah. means, it means my feet actually <laughs> rotate in a little bit so i need support shoes yeah. and I also wear Brooks mm-hmm. because okay. I apparently do you I, pronate? I pronate as opposed to never mind. I'll just supinate. <laughs> is that yep. what it is? If you who, I think so. Who is this Nate and why is he pro and why is he super? I don't yeah. know. Super pronate. <laughs> Hi, Nate Hartke. 
but uh, no, it's, so I thought of. So I was, and since I I don't usually need to try them on because the models stay in bit about the same. So I was looking at, uh, at Asics online, and they had like the really bright red ones uh, for their special light show uh, shoes. And I, I showed them to my wife last night, and she goes, "No, no, light show <laughs> shoes." Yeah, they're so they're extra bright and they're reflective oh. along the sides. So if oh, you're so running we, when it's dark, we can see you. Yeah. Yep. So when I see you coming, I can hit you. Yeah, right. that is exactly target. what that's for. Yeah, Look it, at that moving target. What kind of sneakers you wear? Uh, today I'm wearing my On Clouds. Um, these got that's popular, um, I don't know, recently. Uh, they are incredibly comfortable, um, especially when I'm on my feet quite a bit. Um, but I I bought um, at one point four of the exact same pairs of shoe um, from Under Armour. Um, at the same so, time or in a row? Uh, I bought one pair one that, that I liked that, that I retired. Then I bought another shoe. pair and I bought the exact same, like that was white and black and then the exact same pair in black um, mm-hmm. that I could wear to work. Um, and then, a pair to and then I out. bought another pair to work out. Um, you, you don't wear Under Armour to work out though. No, but no, so then I got, well, I, I bought them to work out. I, I deadlifted or squatted in them once um, and Robert said, nope, you can't wear those to work out any, anymore. They, they lift too high, right? Um, they, they were not, they were too, yeah, there was too much lift, um, too much, um, they were too cushy. So what do you use now for? Um, I use Reebok. Uh, they're, I don't remember the brand of them, but they are bright. Um, bright. They're light blue and pink, and I would have never bought them, but whatever. Nice. I'm Reebok only wearing is, them to. Reebok is good at cross-training shoes. So these are these are lifting. The the ones that I actually have are lifting shoes. They're not great cross-trainers, but. Um, yeah, they're specifically for, lift, for lifting. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I also so, have lifting yeah. shoes, but I use this company called Noble or okay. Noble. Oh, yeah. N-O-B-U-L-L. Yeah. Just FYI, in case and you I, didn't. For yeah. some reason, when I looked at the name, I always thought it was like, there's no bull. Yeah. And then when Ooh. I actually watched it, I was like, no, they're saying noble. They say noble. It'd be, mm-hmm. be noble. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought it was good on, marketing. Anyways. Entendre, what's that word that you said? Double entendre. But this, these, sneak, these sneakers here, they, they were specifically, um, I want to say not forced upon me. It was more of Robert going to my wife going, you will buy Paul these. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Paul. <laughs> yep. And so. Um, we deliver. I, yep. And then um, I also wear um, Brooks for sneakers. Mm-hmm. And then today I'm wearing, I don't know, Stitch Fix like sent me these things and mm. said, here, wear these. Stacy loves Stitch Fix. <laughs> I liked what they sent me. They weren't my right colors. So oh. I leave it there. oh, yes, right. We have the colors. I've never done the color wheel. It's fun. Was your pop a color today, your sneakers? Or my yellow shirt or my yeah. band. Or <laughs> she's, she's got her pops. My lipstick. Not, yeah. But even her hat is, is the right shade of white. We just true. pop it everywhere. <laughs> It's fun. So now I'm like, well, I can wear all these loud, bright colors and they should all coordinate. And, yep. But don't look at me because it's <laughs> too much. So what does this all say about our personalities? Um, I think? like comfortable Deep shoes. That I pronate and I need special shoes to make <laughs> sure sorry. I don't hurt myself. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like. Yeah, pronate sounds weird. It what feels a, it feels weird in the wrong a, shoes. What a weird, weird <laughs> word. Yeah. It's become a part of my vocabulary since middle school <laughs> when the doctor yeah, said, you, run, you know, the reason, the reason. Excuse me, teacher. Can I funny to put different because uh, I pronate. Yep, that was me. <laughs> that was totally me. No, I was like, because I would get injured at, at track practice in middle school. Like at the back, of my knees would constantly hurt, and they're like, "It's because your feet rotate in too much." I'm like, "Oh." And Asics makes shoes for those, but they're really expensive. Yeah, well, and they are. <laughs> and Brooks, yeah, you have to buy the top brand Brooks. You can't just buy like the Ghost. Nope. Is, right. It, I, it, yeah, I I tried to buy the Ghost one time, and it was like, no, this isn't gonna help with your pronation. Pronate. Nope. Nope. <laughs> pronation. The, the one to help with the 
pronation if you're a Brooks fan is the Glycerin GTS. <laughs> there you go. I have the, the Glycerin 19 because the 20 hasn't come out yet. Yep. Mm. But that's just because I, I don't know. <laughs> but I kill okay. my... St- yeah, I, 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 my wife shoulders. has declared that I have destroyed everything that I wear. So okay. I'm just telling you. You kind of do too. I do too. Yeah. All right. Maybe so it's a man thing. Our no, boys do too. I think it's, it's a boy thing. It's just my shoes. They get holes thing. in the top by the time I'm done with them. <laughs> I guess Sam. Sam currently, her toe pokes out the front that's of me. her shoes. That's me. So the real question I have for you, I'm going to translate. I mean, transition. Translate. Translate. Do you do you think that this is going to sell so slow? None of us have any idea where Paul is going with this. So we're all just as confused as everyone else. But he has a plan. No, I don't. Okay. I'm completely making this up as I go. But we're talking about sneakers. And we and we specifically said we're going to buy these sneakers mainly, mainly because my feet hurt if I don't wear certain types of sneakers. Mm-hmm. So I so in, in, in a way, you have faith that, that the sneakers that you put on that you bought are going to help with your pronation. Mm-hmm. I have faith mm-hmm. that Asics won't change the inside modeling of their shoes for the first time in 10 years so I don't even have to try them on. So <laughs> it, I have no idea how I'm going to have a Yeah. <laughs> Without making it sound super stupid. Um, I guess the question we, today, all right. Just just go right to what we're talking about. So just, really what it came well, down to it, I was trying to transition to faithfulness, but the, it's, it's failing miserably. So I'm just going to start from there. Mm-hmm. So on episode 43 of this podcast on Pew Talking, you can go back into history and find it. We talked about graduating church. We just had a bunch of people who graduated church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, He put it. quotes around that. I, I hope the quotes, quotes stick. The quotes. Anyways, so, but really what it comes down to is when we graduate church, it doesn't mean that we're done. It actually means that it's starting out, and this is where we, this is, now we actually have to go and do something with this. Yeah, so for those of you who aren't exactly sure what Paul is talking about. <laughs> which is most people. Uh, which might be a lot of you. Uh, this past Sunday at, at our church at Trinity, we had Confirmation Sunday. Now, um, Confirmation uh, is a program that dates back to a long time ago. Um, that specifically, like, that's the exact date, a long time ago. Um, in a galaxy far, far away. Yep. Um, where we teach the faith. Um, and and, and specifically teach the faith that was given in baptism. The, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, talks about go therefore and make disciples of all nations by baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. And so um, the if you're born and bred Lutheran, right, you start out, you're, you, you're baptized as a young infant, young child. Um, you're raised, you know, you go to Sunday school, you go to church, and then you go to the confirmation. And so that confirmation is the, the teaching. The baptizing happened in the front, the, the the teaching happened at the end. Um, and so that's how we fulfill the Great Commission with those who kind of go their whole life through that process. Now, there's others who will get baptized later. There's others. We're doing a, I got a baptism next week with a with a dad. Um, and so I'm teaching him and then he's going to get baptized. And so it, it, we we just, they always go together, the baptizing and the teaching. Um, but so confirmation is usually typically a two-year program. Ours is a module based. So um, once the family's completed the 12 teaching modules and then the worship engagement forums and the service hours, then they were ready to go through the rite of confirmation, which asks a bunch of questions. And one of them, you know, a couple of them are, well, one of them is, are you going to come back to church next week? Is the basic gist of it and keep coming back to church. And they all say, I, or do you, do you promise to basically, it's not asked this way. Yeah. That, um, that you will faithfully receive or hear God's word, or do, do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's supper faithfully? 
uh, meaning consistently. And they all say, I do by the grace of God. Um, and then... That enthusiastically, too. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it really is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Until I said it. And yeah. Like, Woo! <laughs> um, but then, you know, traditionally, then the next week, you don't see them. And the next... So, so there's this... It's become sad that it's a joke that's really a self-fulfilling joke that we've graduated church. Um, and now, now I've learned everything, so I'm done. Um, yeah. So yeah. we kind of went into depth about this about a mm-hmm. year ago. And so that um, that episode's 43. Go back, listen to it. It's fun. Yeah. It probably sounds horrible. <laughs> but um, because of that, we we were looking, we were at confirmation parties and we looked at each yeah. other and said, well, what should we talk about? And I was like, well, we should talk about faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because you brought it up. <laughs> you said faithful. Because Paul said we should talk about it. Well, okay. Oh, wait, I talked about it. Yeah. You talked yeah. about it. Yeah. But you talked about it in such a way that um, it's not just, I mean, we're talking about faithfulness in, let me put it this way. People are pretty faithful with certain things like TV shows. I'm mm-hmm. going to sit here and watch this show. I'm going to sit here and watch this game. Buy the same yep. pair of shoes. Buy the pair, same pair of shoes because <laughs> they okay. help with my pronates. Yep. yep. Yep, that's it. But can we say the same thing for their faithfulness to God? Is is God just a, give me a good word here, it's just a convenience when, when things are bad at that time? Yep. Or it's just like, oh, well, I'm going to, you know. Is God the break glass in case of emergency? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. it's just like, well, I'm not going to miss this game. Right. But I can certainly miss church because uh, my pronate's acting up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, right. Um, what does it mean? Right. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to plow right through like that, that faith. What does it mean for us to be faithful um, to? And so, again, that 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 question that we ask that I, I spend usually the most time teaching about um, is, uh, do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? Now, it, it, when I ask that question faithfully, I usually talk about that in three different ways. Um, do, you, do you intend to do it faithfully in in, in terms of like um, you've been given faith to understand so you can do it in a correct way? Um, you, you do it rightly. So I hear the word of God rightly. I receive the Lord's Supper rightly. Um, but um, we'd already kind of asked that question already, like in terms of the um, the Lutheran confessions. We'd already asked a question right before that. So that's probably not the main gist of that question. Um, the other one is like, do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully, filled with faith? Uh, but the very first question that we asked said, do you acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism? Which one of those is faith? So um, again, we've already kind of touched on that piece. Uh, and so really, it's more of a question of like, you know, Paul talked about TV shows or game shows. I when I think of faithfully, um, I, I think of my grandmas um, who every morning um, would open up the, the the crossword puzzle in the paper and they would they would fill it out that they faithfully did their morning crossword puzzle every single day. So now it's probably Wordle. Yeah, now faithfully it's right. Wordle. Uh, yeah, I, I missed I one. I, I yeah, I forgot to do it. Yeah, you don't have faith or you're not faithful. <laughs> Word alert. What, 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 but it does bring up an interesting point. Yeah. We we as individuals will spend more time making sure that we do that wordle. I don't want to say squirtle <laughs> or Pokemon, but that's really, anyways. But and make sure everybody knows that we did the wordle. But do we yeah. do? Are we are we the same? We have the same. I mean, you guys might. We have the same tenacity to get up in the morning and open up the Bible and or do a devotion. Well, it depends on. I don't. So get up in the morning and do it. Yes. Well, no. Go I mean, to bed at night or do it. Do it in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do that. For Stacy. Yeah. Stacy's not getting up in the morning. 
morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do get up in the morning, but, but not get up early. But it's not. But it's not just that, because in my text to you guys, I brought up another scenario of how we. It's even as faithful to God, but, but how we treat other people in the world, mm-hmm. and it's not just getting up and reading the Bible. It's 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 all encompassing in your life, and mm-hmm. so if you get if you do that, and then you turn around and you yell at the server because they didn't bring you an extra thing of butter. That's is that being faithful to God? Yeah. If I um, I don't know why. If I preach the word but do not have love, I sound like a clanging gong uh, or crashing cymbal. Like, um, well, that's it, what most people think I sound like, anyway. Well, <laughs> but that's what like um, we're not. If 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 it's just words, um, or if it's just, and that's what I, I I talk with my confirmation families a lot is it's not just about knowing the right information. It's not just about being able to answer the test questions. It's about living it out. Um, what does it look like to live out the first commandment? What does it look like to live out um, a right understanding of the first article of the Apostles' Creed? And then the one more caveat I want to put to all of that, because we're going to get in all of this, yeah. is when we are living those out, and since society and the world turns to you and says, that's not right, don't do that, yeah. you have faithfulness to turn that away and say, Continue. no, I'm going to follow this. Mm-hmm. This is who I'm following. Yeah. I'm not following what the world's telling me to do. And so and then, it, and then it comes down to being criticized and being pointed at and laughed at. Right. And so all of that, getting up in the morning, being the word, acting like a civilized individual towards other people. And then when the world turns on you, as it will yeah. eventually, yep. that you have the faithfulness to God to continue walking down that path. So those are the three kind of things that I want mm-hmm. to kind of discuss today. All right. And so here go. we go. <laughs> All right, Stacy. I love it. Discuss them. All right, well, let's start. Um, let's start with the with the thing. So, what we we've kind of talked about some of the practices. You get up in the afternoon. <laughs> I would love to get up in the afternoon. Well, that's the time that you have set, set aside. aside. Yep. Um, does that come? Is that something that you purposely did, knowing that I have to have this time in the afternoon or in the evening or whatever time you set up? That you purposely did that because you knew that you want to be able to get it done, or is this something that you were set up as a child, or is this something that this happened since being a mother not just figuring out that first thing in the morning for me i was very rarely up before the children so i was going to do anything in the morning it was with the kids around and then i couldn't focus so when they all had their quiet time in the afternoon that's when i did my quiet time with god so that will probably change as all my kids are in school in a couple years but But it's purpose but yeah it was intentional i know that i need this because when i'm not spending time praying and reading god's word i think about less Um, my interactions with others aren't necessarily in line with how god wants me to live and relate with others so it's just kind of that daily reminder of how to live life yeah. in relationship with God. Well, you, Casey, do you have a specific time that you have set aside? So usually for personal devotions, uh, environment is almost just as important as time for me because it sets kind of the my, my tone for the moment. And uh, one of the places I honestly found uh, that works really well is Trinity's youth room. Like it, it, you mean your office? Yes, <laughs> that too. Uh, but but it's my my desk is in one area and the couches are in another and there's, there's a certain spot on the couch couch that oh, I'm one of the couches that is just incredibly centering and so uh, usually my last I have a special spot on the couch too I feel the, the cat likes to <laughs> steal it though sorry go ahead at, well at devotion time the cat gets the boot <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't have to deal with cats in my office or my youth room okay. yeah that'd be well if you did but sometimes <laughs> never mind but you ever that spe- is before my time oh, so okay. anyway, 
but you never, I mean, so yeah. specifically what yeah, time? Yeah, it's, or... it's usually when I've wrapped up everything for the day. Um, I used to be really bad at this because uh, I, I my mind would go, I've thought about God all day. I've prepared Bible studies. I've got lessons ready. I've spent a lot of time in the Bible. Now, I spent a lot of time with a Bible open in front of me and me reading words to teach others, but I was pretty bad at setting aside time for the Bible to teach myself. So I, whether it's a, a Bible or a devotional, it's usually uh, the last 15 to 20 minutes of my time in the office. And that looks different at different times, but that's how I close out my day. Make After I've poured into, poured out of myself to, to fill studies with the Word, I need to make sure that the Word is being poured back into me. And so it's a different time each day, but it's a pattern of it's the, usually the thing I do before I go home. Before your answer, because okay. that actually, that, that was going to be my question for you for a second. But before your answer, I'll say mine because okay. my, I mean, I, I used my, my drive mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I have a 40 minute drive both ways. I have time. Of course, I'm a big audio book. So there are times that I will now, whether or not I'm listening to the Bible itself or listening to talks about it or in and, and, and the beginning of the week, it's different because I will try to figure out what you want to talk about and yep. so I can figure out songs. So there is a little bit of reconciliation for next week, just by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> You, you got a song for that, right? Yeah, sure, I, sure I do. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so sorry, it's okay. So sorry. Well, my question for you, because I mean, you kind of you kind of touched on it, is because you your job is being in the word and, and talking and doing these different things. When do you take that and set it aside and then just spend time for your relationship, not preparing for other people's interactions, yeah. but just just for you? Um, it's it's been easier now that I've found. Some something that I've connected with for a long period of time. Um, in the past, it used to be like, oh, what am I preaching on? Let me really focus on that text and and really dive into that. And that's helpful, but it's not because I'm just, I'm reading it to preach it. Um, and so um, I've been using um, the Lutheran, I want to say book of prayer, but that's the treasury. Thank you. The treasury, treasury of prayer, of treasury of daily prayer. So it's got an old test, a Psalm reading, an old Testament reading and a new Testament reading um, every day in the email or something. Um, no, it's a book. It's a big, fat book and then Stacy won uh, the same book but it's in tiny print um, so it's so mine. it's a small I use it all the time I hers is at home mine's in my office so um, but that does not line up at all with what I'm preaching or teaching um, so it's not about now sometimes I go oh boy that was really helpful for me I would love to share that with other people um, but it's not being read for the purpose of how can I teach this it's being read for the purpose of how can I grow from this and then so it's got those three things and then it always has a, a some sort of writing uh, from one of the early church fathers or from Luther or from one of the re- reformers um, and then it's got a really succinct daily prayer which I love because there's always some like it's it, it takes the same format of um, like God you're awesome um, like focus me in this way and um, thanks for being awesome sort of thing um, but the focus me in that way then I can take that and say all right um, like God you um, like remind us of your, we'll just say, remind us of your faithfulness so that we can love others today, sort of thing. Um, then I can take that, and I usually take that to go through my prayer list of um, God. I know everybody has different needs, but remind Stacy of your faithfulness so that she can love others today. Remind Landon of your faithfulness so that he can love others today. And I can just go through everyone that's on my daily prayer list um, to just that that prayer would be because then I'm not just like it, it used to be very 
easy to be like, God, please be with Stacy and Landon and Alex and Sam and Bennett and um and Evelyn and, and just like start just list through my names and just say, God, be with them. Um, that you know what they need. But this helps me give them give a specific prayer for each of them that's different every day. Um, and then I so I usually do that. Um, so I work out or do something um on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 6 a.m. Um, and so I'm usually up by five. It gives me about 45 minutes to do my devotion while I'm also like getting ready, um, doing my old man stretches, um, or just like warming up by walking in circles. Um, so sometimes I go do that in the office if I'm going to walk around, um, because I walk loudly. Um, but if I'm just stretching, I'll do that at home. Um, and then I go work out. Okay. Next question. I kind of put this in the description in the thing. So we live in a broken world and sometimes I, I, at least this is me speaking. There's a lot of times that I feel a lot of doubt and slash cynicism towards everything Mm -hmm. because of everything that can be going around. Darkness is abundant. (laughs) Yes. And and, and I have to constantly check myself of because of the faithfulness that God has, I need to be faithful to my relationships and to my how my interactions with individuals in in a a lack of a better word, godly manner. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Is there what you do you guys have techniques that remind you of what as you go through this stuff? So cynicism, doubt and these different things don't creep in and start questioning stuff because you're not we're not focused on the on the on, on that's God. true i would say i would say the number one thing for me is putting in place those habits because we all you know life is a roller coaster for everybody we have our high points and we have our low points and more often than not we're in between we're in between those moments uh but if we're if we're just doing devotions when you know everything's coming up stars for us and everything's going right it can train our mind very easily to be devotions will be when life's going well for me and I can fit it in because, you know, God, you're awesome and it's time to praise you. Uh, But when we always need God, but where faith can pull us through things in those abundantly dark moments is when we have that habit to fall back on. And the other thing I caution people on is, you know, God gave us feelings. You know, feelings are a very big part of the human existence and I don't think we should uh, deny they exist. But when you, even when you feel like the world is out of control, that's when you look at, you know, feelings are, are fickle. But God's word is still the same. So we could go off of our, our shaky existence and feelings, or we can turn to what doesn't change. And the easiest thing to drop when life is hard is our habits, but that's exactly when we need them the most. So when things, because you were talking about basically living on the rock, mm-hmm. and I, I was listening to Tony Evans, and he was talking about, we need to know that Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. is in the neighborhood. That's what he said, it the way he said it. But essentially he was saying that we need to know that God's there. We need to know that mm-hmm. he is faithful to us. Therefore, we can be faithful to him. So like, so what did you, what is your definition of faithfulness? I mean, simple, very short. Don't go on a... That's, no. <laughs> um, if I were looking at it as faithfulness, it, it's a continual it's a continual pattern of keeping God as Lord of your life. It's it's a pattern. Pattern. Okay. Do you guys have definitions that you, when you think of the word faithfulness? I think my word is consistently. <sighs> just going to yes, say consistency. I'm so glad I say it first. Darn it. Um, but also trustworthy too. Like there's an aspect of trust within faithfulness. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, really like that. Consistency is important in that, but I, I like that you added on that because I can be consistently an awful person and I don't think I, that would not, you would not call me faithful. You're faithfully terrible. Um, faithful. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but like consistently um, trustworthy, like um, to be a, like consistently in a positive, consistency yeah. in a positive way. Yeah, I, I put down, I, I had, I've read this in, in a British choice, uh, voice before, but faithfulness is the 
dependability regardless of circumstance, yeah. what you were essentially saying. So, because I, I, I think the word dependability, if there is one aspect of my life that I say got from my parents was the be dependable. Whenever you say you're going to do something, regardless if you get up in the morning and say, I don't want to do it, it doesn't matter. You get up, do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> you know, like Saturday was rainy, cold, but I said I would be there at the plant sale to help out. And so I got there early because I grew up in a marine home. So you had to be there early. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm just saying, it's, just, it's the dependability of saying, oh, well, and I could have been like, you know what? It's been a long tax season. It's rainy. It's cold. I don't want to get out of bed. I'm going to sit in this bed and not move. Yeah. But that, that to me is not that, that to me, that's just when I, when I said to myself, like, and I look at the mirror kind of thing and go, but that's not who God wants us, wants mm-hmm. us to be, or wants me to be at, the, at least at this moment in time. There is a time for rest and there's a time for change and there's a time for whatever. <laughs> at this moment in time, I need to be dependable because people expect me to be there. And I can show God's faithfulness by me being dependable. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also could have said, I mean, not that like two weeks ago, you could have said, no, I'm not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And here's like, here's the reason. So it's not that what makes you dependable is doing everything for everybody that, that they ask you to do. No. Uh, but no. being dependable is, you know, I said I would be there. And, I'm, and so I'm, I will be there. Yes. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm going to come and get you at the airport, as I said, I was going to be there. Yeah. I don't show up. Yeah. I, I, I mean, an airport is a perfect example because people, they dip they if they need you to be there because they yeah. have no other way to get home. Yep. And I kind of feel that way. It's like we we know that when we get dropped off, God's going to be there to take us home. <laughs> I think this is a good time to add what Lacey said. Lacey texted tonight. Um, she was talking about trust in God, believing what he says about himself is true. She says, the Bible tells us repeatedly that God loves you and always keeps his promises. One quality so essential to God's character is the fact that he doesn't lie. But that's where a lot of us get hung up. If we truly believe that God loves us, is always with us, keeps his promises, and always provides for us, then why don't we trust him? Remember, trusting God is believing everything he says about himself and everything he promises us to be. Everything he promises is true. So that yeah. what well, he says he will do, he will be at the airport to pick you up. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, there, there are many reasons why God doesn't just give us uh, an instruction manual. The Bible certainly fulfills that role, but I think there's many reasons also that there are, he includes the stories of, of great people like Esther and David and Daniel, because, you know, we, we think of them as almost like superheroes of the faith, like, you know, legends that we could never live up to be, but almost all of them were in the same positions as us. And, and you'll look at them aside from Jesus, no person described in the Bible is perfect. And so they'll describe, the Bible is very good at describing the moments where, where David definitely screwed up, Samson screwed up, you know, the kings were legendary for screwing up. Uh, but even, even in moments where, where someone, where what we'll call a superhero of the faith was, uh, doubted God, Moses, Moses might be considered the greatest prophet of the Old Testament, but there was a moment where uh, he got fed up towards towards his end of the time uh, leading the Israelites, and uh, because of his lack of faithfulness, he wasn't allowed to go to the promised land. But even still, God didn't break his promise with the Israelites because <laughs> their leader had a slip of faith. He still kept his promise to them and was faithful, even when someone who, for most of his life, was incredibly faithful to God had a faithless moment. Yeah, and one of the, if you were talking about the TV shows last week, and one of the episodes of the chosen spoiler alert by the way uh, in in the episode of the se- second season mary has this relapse from her issues i'll, I'll keep it spoiler free here um anyways the point is is that she 
feels like she can't go back and face Jesus face to face. I mean, she's actually in front of him. And the faithfulness, knowing that, even in that, even in that darkest, going back to our darkest timeline, I want to say that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That God will, Jesus will still look at you and say, I still love you yeah. and I'm still here for you. Yeah. You know. Well, and one, of, one of the things I like with how Lacey asked that question is, you know, we trust, we believe, um, we, we know that God doesn't lie. We know all this stuff. Then why, she says, and why don't we trust him? I, I am going to ask that maybe a little different. And then what, like, why, why don't we keep, tr- you know, why do we, why do we keep going back to ourselves? And so going back to that airport analogy, to me, it's like, all right, I know, all right, I asked Paul to come pick me up at the airport. I know, I, I know Paul will pick me up at the airport, but I'm going to rent a vehicle anyway, because I have to have a backup plan or I have to take matters into my own hands just in case. So when God fails, so when God fails, I'm still prepared. Yeah. Um, or I've asked Paul to pick me up, but I'm not even going to check to see if he's out there because I can get my own way home. I, I can go rent a car and just take care of myself. Um, I've even heard that like, well, I believe that Jesus died and rose for me, but if he didn't, then it's really no harm to me. Like, is that all that we're making our faith is? Eh, this our, is our heavenly insurance policy. Yeah, right. The, right. I've heard that a lot actually in the last yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, it's a insurance policy. Right. Insurance policy. What? No. Right. <laughs> That's not the way it works. Because if it didn't, like Paul, Paul, the apostle Paul says, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, <laughs> right. we of all people liars. are most to be pitied. <laughs> and, yeah. Not just like, eh, whatever. No, we are like, like, we have all been lying to you. Yeah. And that is, and we're a bunch of unforgivable. Yeah. So even in matters like in our heads, yes, this is a big deal. If I am believing what the Bible says is true, then that's a wholehearted belief. There's not just this, eh, yeah, I guess it's all right. And that's, I think we've talked about that before. I think that's one of the struggles in like a, um, to, just to be denominational a little bit in generalization, the struggles in kind of a, a, a Lutheran church that's been around for 150 years ish. Um, you know, LCMS so, so celebrated 175th birthday a few weeks ago. Um, Trinity is 130 some years old compared to like a non-denominational church that's like five years old. But that like what we see in like an LCMS church is we see a lot of like, I'm at this church because my great grandpa helped build this church. And it just passed down from generation to generation, which is awesome and fantastic. Um, but we don't see as often the stories of this brand new believer who didn't know anything, came to know Jesus and just the excitement. Like, and I got to have one of those conversations today with uh, with a guy who um, didn't grow up, I mean, grew up a little bit in a church, but then they moved and never got reconnected to a church. And um, and now he's just realizing that this is really important. And so you see the excitement and the joy and like, this does matter. And, and it's, uh, it's so easy for some of us who have been in it our entire lives to say, you know, to, to go like, well, I, I've never seen that big difference. I've never seen that big change. Um, so it's just kind of what I've always known, um, which I'm not saying like, darn, I wish my parents wouldn't have raised me to be a Christian so that I could have had, you know, a, this huge change. And, and I will say in some of in some other denominations, like you actually are kind of looked down upon if you didn't have this big conversion event. Um, oh, wow. So again, denominational generalizations. But like, I was just reminded of that today because I got to have an awesome conversation with a guy who is just so excited um, and, and is is just on fire because this is new um, and and it's, it's exciting and it's making, he sees how much of a difference it makes in his life. Um, so it's just, those are really fun. And those, I, I, I hope to be able to have more of those conversations as um, I know I will have more, but like to increase that frequency. All right. So the move into the last question. So we talked about, I'm going to use the airport analogy because it seems okay. to be running with it. <laughs> yep. We know that God's outside. We've asked him to come. We know 
we have faith that he's going to be there. But everybody in the airport's saying, oh, you don't need to go outside. The rental car is right over here. Yeah. You know, we have Uber over here. We don't have, you don't need, it, it doesn't matter if God's going to be you there. You don't need to arrange a ride. You there's something here. Yeah, when there's you something. Need it. What do you need that for? Yeah. And then they actually go, you're an idiot for going outside. There's a hurricane, but you know that God's out there waiting for you. Yeah. I'm taking this analogy real far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's okay. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that. And I mean, this, this kind of plays into the whole notion of church and community. And I mean, we have that faith. We know that he's outside that door. I just need to walk out there yep. because he, he said he was going to be there regardless of the hurricane or not, snowstorm, whatever. whatever. <laughs> but the world's telling you no, telling you that you're an idiot and, and you should go get go to Avis and get a, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, how do we, how do we, for the faithfulness that we need to have to go past that and actually walk out that door, knowing that everybody behind you is essentially telling you that you're an idiot and that you're, and they're going to throw eggs at you. <laughs> Just go with uh, that. Yeah, just go crowd at the airport. Yeah. I um. I, so I'm wondering, just to can just to keep going with these analogies. I'm what I like. You're gonna hear me say, "Well, just do it, right? Just step out of the door and go." But but where I think a lot of people struggle is they walk out that door, they take that, they follow that step of faith, and they don't see him right away. Like there, there's a big line of cars, or um, you, you don't know, know if he's driving. They don't know which car, car that he, he's in different car or whatever. Um, and they don't see him right away. And then and so and, then and they the go, doubt, oh. The Doubt, just, doubt comes in and boy there are some other there are some great options back there um and now i look like a fool because everybody told me no i came out i looked around i don't see him and now i gotta make the walk of shame back um okay we've used that analogy <laughs> well no no but that's bit, a good point yeah. though because it's you there's there was a little bit of faithfulness actually walking out the door mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah in the midst of the hurricane as you walk out there yeah. you don't actually see him yeah so in these it's it's it's, it's another word i mean we we kind of have a, a, a few parables about this i mean this this seeds mm-hmm. we have the rocky seeds that you know they look like they have faith and all this other stuff and they grow and then once a good wind or something it I don't gets hot yeah and, and it scorches they, and they just kind of wither away or whatever because yep. they don't have good roots and mm-hmm. we just talked about i mean you, you brought up the the longevity of certain congregations because of good roots or what yeah i mean things like that last because of yep. that faithfulness it's i feel like it's all connected it's not yep. just a you know what i mean yeah um we even talked about peter walking across the water and him, him focusing on jesus he was able to do that he didn't really think about it and then the minute he started to doubt he walked mm-hmm. out and walked out and said you know what avis does sound like a good car rental place yeah and he started to sink right i think that was a boat rental place at that time but yeah <laughs> it wasn't avis yeah, like, wasn't avis like, like, a, like a greek god or something that's why it's funny <laughs> i don't know that's why i was laughing by the way um, i thought it was because avis and asics is oh, oh with the pronate all right uh, <laughs> um do they, they have it back do they have sandals that help with pronate i just want to know just... you, you, if you pay enough i'm pretty sure they'd make them yeah okay. i bet matthew had a pair yeah okay. no doubt <laughs> go ahead Gerber I'm sorry well I'm trying to remember I'm trying to remember what I was what I was going back to because I had I had a thought um oh so this is one of the things especially in you know so often when we're in those places where we step out um we, we you know we walk out of the airport and we look around and we don't see God you know in those struggle times of life and, and we often ask the question why you know, you know why why don't I see you um two questions that have really been helpful for me in in, in how do I look at these situations? One is God, where 
where are you? Um, doesn't really work in the airport analogy because I don't see you. But like, um, knowledge wise, you'd be honking his horn though. Yeah, there you go. God, where are you? Yeah. But that's what like he is right here. Um, it, it's easy when we're in these tough situations to go. God's not with me. God's left me. God's abandoned me. No, he is right here with me. Yea, though I walk through the shallow, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Um, but also the other question that is like has been and is one of um, our, our district president. Um, he had some some tests, um, some some medical tests done. And so he kind of he'd sent out a uh, an email to lots of different past the pastors in the district just asking for prayers. Um, but his his comment was, um, I don't remember the, the name of the lady, but he said, you know, my prayer it would is um, the prayer that this the 90 year old lady at one of my previous congregations um, taught me, um, which is God, will you please show me what you need me to see in this season? Or will you teach me what you need me to learn in this season? Um, one of the things that we're struggling with one of our children is, uh, is he hates when he doesn't get everything perfect the first time. Um, if he has to try a second time because he failed the first time or he didn't understand a new a new concept in school the very first time right away, um, he just wants to quit because it's hard. Um, and and it's easy for me to say, dude, just do it because you need to learn this stuff. And, and you know, failure is the first attempt at, in learning, right? F-A-I-L, first attempt in learning. Um, just keep trying, buddy. It's okay to fail and move. But I say that to him and then I fail at something in life and I go, oh my goodness, I'm a failure. Like, um, instead of saying, okay, God, this didn't work. What do you want me to learn from this? How do you want me to move forward differently? Um, or, God, this worked really well. What do you want me to learn from this? Yeah, but even that comment shows your faithfulness in that God is with you. That God is with me and because that God is... You're failing. Present yeah, and right. And being part of your life. Yeah. And sitting there going, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea why this is failing. I have no idea what's going on. But you do. Yeah. So help me out here. Yeah. <laughs> At least, at least show me the next step, but... Or, yeah, or you, like you said, it's like, what am I supposed to learn from this? Yeah. Because I know that I was an idiot. I don't know why. So please yeah. help me figure that out. Or, gosh, I, I, a lot of what I've learned in a lot of these things, you know, is, oh, I don't control the circumstances. Um, like, yeah. Um, what? what? Like, <laughs> you've been praying for patience again, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's one, of, so one of the things that, so we had a meeting, um, forging forward in faith. It's a... Meeting. Um, and one of the things I got to talk to our congregation about is where we were three years ago as a congregation, which was four hundred and forty thousand dollars in debt, um, having to uh, riff, reduce, and force to to cut whole positions, um, and and not knowing if we could pay our staff that month. Um, to where we are now, uh, you know, in twenty one months we went from that to fully paying off our debt, um, and our our offerings going up a hundred and a hundred and thirty thousand dollars in one year, seventy five thousand dollars the next year um like a lot of that was because of covid like that's weird to say but a, a lot of god used covid in a way um that helped us reshape the way we were thinking about things mm -hmm. helped us reshape the way we were doing things helped us have different conversations and connect with people in a different way um so but we had to step back and say god what are you you mean we're shutting down what are we going to do teach us show us the direction to go and um we were able to pivot really quickly um because he had put right people in right places 
choices um, to, to do a lot of these different things that just made us, helped us to transition. And God said, all right, now I'm going to bless this. And now I'm going to keep showing you where to go. And now we're to the point where we're talking about building a new uh, new building um, and and having new, um, you know, adding more staff. Um, even though we've are, we replaced the staff that we had, that we had to, those positions that we had to get rid of. Um, and now we're talking about adding more positions yeah. because God is showing us different ways that we can connect with people and share the gospel um, so that they can hear his good news. Well, but even in that, because in the midst of all that, we had teachers to come and go. We had different staff yep. to come and go. Because I, 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 I just remember myself going, it will be fine. Yeah. Whatever's, I mean, this stinks that this person is leaving or this mm-hmm. person's leaving or this person, whatever. But overarching in the bigger picture, I, I have faith that, that that it will be fine, that, that God will put that per, put a person in place or will rearrange some sort of scenario that we can survive without it or whatever. Yeah. That ultimately it will be all right. Yeah. And that's well, that's been one of the things I've really learned in the call process. Um, I've, I have not been a part of any of the conversations um, for the school staff this year, which is, is the first time and, and and it's been incredible. And so Holly's let, Holly Strudoff has led all of those. Um, and I look at that and I look at the teachers that she's bringing in and she's bringing in, you know, the, some veteran teachers, she's bringing in some younger teacher uh, or a younger teacher. Uh, and so there's this great mix. And I look at all three of them and I, I say, those would not be on our staff. Our staff would still have three empty positions if I were leading it. Um, because she went, um, she thinks differently. She thought differently. Um, but I look back on so many times where I tried to control a call process because I thought I knew what was best. Um, and even in these conversations, I'd have conversations with her this year. And I said, well, have you thought about this or thought about this? And every time, then I look back and go, every one of those things was a, like, that was me trying to get my way, um, me trying to do it my way. And so every time then I step back and said, okay, so like I, I'd come back to her the next day and be like, all right, Holly, I got to apologize again. I tried to take over. I tried to lead. This is your job and you're doing a fantastic job. And then like the next day she'd be like, oh, here, this person contacted me. Like, and now, and all of a sudden we've got another teacher. Well, in the midst <laughs> of a teacher shortage, we are fully staffed. Yeah. Yep. Just saying. Yeah. Before the end of this current Before, school. yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the reason, because that's the kind of thing that when I look at these things, it's like, it will be fine. Mm-hmm. And I, I, even to the point of saying, well, we don't have a teacher for this, but we were going to adapt this way. Yep. This is going to happen because I feel like that's what got me. He's there. Yeah. He's with us. I feel like it's just like, okay. And even if that's a hard season, again, we turn around and ask the question, God, what are you, yeah. what are you wanting to, to learn from are, this? And are we ma- supposed to be pivoting in a different direction? Yeah. I think this is one of the things personally that I like best about the current confirmation that you do, that it's family oriented. That one of your goals is having faith conversations in the home mm-hmm. on a daily basis where you can say, hey, I saw God do this today and just normalize that. Yeah, God comes through because if we're sitting all, out here all by ourselves trying to figure out, okay, I, I think that I want to follow God. I want to be faithful to him. I'm not seeing him right now. Yeah. Am I on the right mm-hmm. track? But when we have people around us that we see every day that are helping us point in that direction or that we can say, I'm really struggling to see God. Can you give me your perspective? And we have those conversations in the home, in confirmation, in church. We have that place where we can discover that together and realize that we're all growing and learning. And, well, and, oh. and to take this analogy even further, because we're going to go with the airport, when you're stepping out and there's a hurricane and you can't see God, it is way easier to do that when you're with peers. Travel yeah. buddies. And travel buddies. and Because <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I'm not, I mean, because there are times that you might sit there and go, I'm alone here. Yeah. And if you're, if, but I mean, that's where that faithfulness going, well, I might be physically alone, but I am not alone. Yeah. You know, sorry, Casey, to cut you off. Oh, you're all good. Um, the thought that came to mind off of the confirmation thing, kind of tying in what a pastor is talking about with the control side of it, what was fascinating, uh, the stereotypical LCMS setup for a confirmation class is you put students in the classroom, pastor or 
or a teacher or a DCE educates them for two to three years. Yet you memorize parts of the catechism, you answer questions sometimes in front of the congregation, uh, and then we let you go. And you know, but when you're teaching that, usually the way those classrooms are set up is it's an information dump. The the leader of the class uh, shares what was in the catechism, what's in the Bible that week, and it's a lot of lecture really, uh, which feels great as an educator because you control the information that's getting put in the students' heads. There's there's no room for, you know, some outside information to, black bear term, corrupt what's going on. You have complete control. But the ironic side of that is lecture is, there, there's a place for lecture and education. You do need it. But it's one of the least effective methods to employ constantly. In fact, it might be the worst. And what was fascinating about uh, pivoting to this model of confirmation, putting it in the parents' hands, it opened up avenues for information that we couldn't control coming yeah. in, which is, as an educator, is incredibly difficult, like, like trust-wise, because it's like, what if they go off the beaten path and all of a sudden we're off in left field? Uh, but what was amazing is this past week or so leading up to confirmation, Pastor and I got to have interview-type conversations just with the families uh, and not sharing anything specific that any family said, but what was amazing is it, it, when, you, when you're a DCE long enough, you can tell when people are sometimes feeding you lines like what you they think you want to hear what was amazing is at least from what i could tell you could see genuine life change that mm -hmm. that a new pattern of faithfulness had been introduced and not just in the youth but in the family lifestyle and what's hard about it is um you ask those que the the traditional questions in the traditional confirmation questioning and there are probably a lot of individuals in that um, or a number of them that wouldn't be able to accurately answer in the proper way mm -hmm. the questions to give me the right Lutheran answer. Um, but there were, but those same ones were ones that are saying, um, these last couple of years, I've started doing my devotion every morning. Mm -hmm. um, or uh, we've started praying together as a family every day. Or like things that I didn't do in that time. Now, maybe I could have answered the questions, um, but I didn't, I didn't read my devotion every day. I didn't read my Bible every day growing up. I didn't, I didn't pray every day. We didn't pray as a family um, other than like it's time for dinner. Um, and so some of those things are just like to see that and go, okay, I can't put this on a test. Can't I can't score this, um, but I can just sit back and be in awe and what, and what God has done in that family's life. And what was really cool for me in being in on those interviews is how they interacted with their faith. I actually learned, each interview, I actually learned a way to apply more to my faith life. Like several of the students, uh, one of the questions of the interview is, what are you doing to continue your faith walk? What, are, what steps are you putting in place to continue that faith life? And several of them said they found a Bible reminder app. I'm like, I had never thought of that for myself. That would be amazingly helpful. So their exploration of their faith is now helping feed me. It was it was amazing that back and forth. Okay, just to land the plane here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is one of those great special... analogy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and this is one of those special questions that you probably should put on the uh, on this questionnaire. Okay. When you get picked up at the airport, what car is God driving? <laughs> hmm. I'm going to go with a, a sports. Really? What color? Probably red. Red. Yeah. I'm going to go with a yellow Volkswagen uh, Beetle bus. Hmm. 1967. <laughs> I got it with a white top. <laughs> I could do a total dad joke here with this one. Please do. <laughs> I think he drives a Honda. Because <laughs> we'd all be in one accord. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hold on. I think I have a rim shot. Oh, oh that's yeah, that, there you go. There you go. Um, I, uh, I think he's driving an RV. An RV? Yeah. Like what kind of RV? Like like, like a big bus thing? Yeah. Why? So you can pick up anybody wants. Got a big, big house. <laughs> Lots and lots, lots of, of room. room. On wheels. On wheels. <laughs> 
Well, all. you know those uh, Volkswagen bugs. You know that I think they have something that you, you can pop up in the top and make it into camper. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. What would we think? God, we both I, think I mean, like RV type. Like <laughs> Stacy well, just knows that I'm you got a fun guy. It was even that, yeah. or it's going to be a double decker bus. Okay. <laughs> You know, from like Britain or something. So like, Sounds like a good poll question. What kind of car? Well, I'm just saying. Trinity Fremont Pod. You're, I don't even know what our email <laughs> address is anymore. Uh, right just let us know at that. Trinity Fremont Podcast. Yes, at gmail.com. Got you us. could even start a poll on the face page. Yeah. Yeah, I won't do that. But oh. no. Uh, you're an ad. You can, Casey. That's right. There you go. You're, all, you're all ad man. So. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you land the bus. Just think yeah. about that. Just kind of land the bus. Land the bus. No, so. flying so, all right. So um, tomorrow is uh, May 4th um, or today if you're listening to the audio, audio version. So at 12, oh, I've already decided. I was asking Stacey if I should do it. I already made the decision. Yes. Um, the the Trinity Facebook page at 1201. Um, I'm, I'm scheduling the post to be and with thy spirit. Yes. Fourth. May the fourth be with you and with thy spirit. <laughs> I, was, I, I thought you were going to say and also with you. And all, well, that's what everybody else responds with. So I like to be different and say and with thy spirit. Perfect. Well, so, that's great. So when that pops up tonight um, or yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this, feel free to comment. May the fourth be with you. And also with you. And with thy spirit. With the lisp and everything? Yes. And with thy spirit. How do you communicate that via... And W-I-T-H-T-H-Y-T-H-P-I-R-T. With thy spirit. Perfect spirit. No, I'll probably just do and with thy spirit. Okay. All right. Well, I just want to, um, yeah, we could just round this up. Faithfulness with, yeah. within the context of being faithful to our um, habits towards the word and mm-hmm. church, to our faithfulness on how we interact with the broken world, even though we might be cynical, and then our faithfulness in the midst of being ridiculed and told otherwise. Yeah. Um, just remember that God will pick you up at the airport in whatever car or bus or double-decker bus or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, RV. Yeah. Um, and then he'll be there regardless yeah. if there's a hurricane no storm or whatever so just, just walk and you know what mm-hmm. Avis is way overpriced yep and uh and they're not sponsors <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you want especially okay. after that so all right um, yeah i uh i i also i mean we don't really talk about it a lot but i encourage anybody who's listening to this or watching this on facebook faith <laughs> <laughs> with, and with my spirit <laughs> That's funny. Um, please share this. Uh, you know, we, we use this time for our kind of our devotional time. Not devotional time. What is it? Bible study. Our fellowship and study. Our, yeah. our faith reflection. Our reflection, yes. But, we, we, we you know, we make this stuff so you guys could take it and share it, listen to it, and reflect on it. And yeah. all the stuff we say on the opening and closing of this silliness. <laughs> yep. um, and I know we're silly. At least I know I'm silly. Um, but, um, so if you're wearing um, sneakers that help with your pronates or your super eight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, please, uh, you know, and sure. let us let us know. Let us know. Yeah. We have an email. We said it. Trinity Fremont Podcast at gmail.com. So, um, yeah. Okay. I think we need to pray. Yeah. And then uh, we'll move on and we'll say goodbye. All right. Let's pray. Uh, Lord God, we thank you that you are faithful, um, that you keep your promises. Um, you have never failed us. Um, and yet we know there are times where we still want to go take things into our own hands um, and, and do things our own way, even though we know that you're out there waiting for us. Uh, and so uh, we just pray that you would help
help us to remain faithful, to help us to um, to continue to keep up those habits um, that that we have put into place, or or change them if 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 need be, but to habits uh, to build habits, to grow habits that help us to to stay connected to you and grow in your word, um, and and help us to just even in the midst of struggles, even in the midst of ridicule or persecution, um, to keep our eyes focused on you, um, because we know that you are faithful, um, and we pray that you would keep us faithful um, to you, and then that that faithfulness would overflow into caring for those around us, loving loving our neighbor as you have called us to love them. We pray all this, and we pray especially for those uh, those confirmands, uh, both at Trinity and I know a number of, uh, of congregations uh, had confirmation this past couple weeks. Uh, we just pray that you would lift them up, um, those confirmands, that they would continue faithfully uh, to hear your word, um, to receive the sacraments, um, to remain faithful even unto in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that the Holy Spirit has used this time to focus you in on the one thing that you can practice this week as you live out your faith in your family and in your community. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it with a friend. If you would like to support the work that God is doing through Trinity Fremont, you can text a donation to one 353 5782 or you can give online at www.trinityfremont.com slash donate.